0: You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Welcome back into our series called Redefined. And we all know that our series is about the Sermon on the Mount. Now before we proceed into our preaching, I just have a simple question for you. This one. Have you ever given up everything for someone i don't mean to be cheesy okay but did you ever have you ever 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 given up your dream your sometimes your job your career your in fact your plans for the whole future was changed when you've met this person yes Is that a yes wow all right amazing huh Amazing what love can do. You'll uh, climb the highest mountain and swim the seven seas, right? You'll catch the moon and the sun and the stars and give that person. You'll do anything. You'll give it to that certain person, right? Okay. You see, when Jesus was basically talking to His disciples in the Sermon on the Mount, you need to understand that His disciples have given up every single thing. Everything to follow Jesus. Now think about that. They've given up their, their career. They used to be a fisherman, and now they were called to be fishers of men, right? They left everything, their career, their dreams maybe. You were one of the disciples and you've got given up everything. Wouldn't it be your concern how now you will manage your day-to-day living? Did you think of that? I mean... Wouldn't you be worried that this man, this Jesus, okay, whom they're following right now said, Follow me and I will make you fishers of men with no word on how fishing for men will sustain your daily needs. You ever think of that? You know, I understand, you know, fishing for fish gives you food, right? And if you fish, you can sell the fish and you have income, right? And if you have income, you could have probably a brighter future. If you were in the shoes of Peter, James, John, and all the rest of the disciples, what would be going on in your mind? You'd probably look something like this. you probably sitting down there with Jesus at the Sermon on the Mount with no chair. They have the rock chair. They didn't have that chair. But you're probably thinking, what have I gotten myself into? What have I gotten myself into? We honor God and we make disciples. We're following Jesus. What on earth was I thinking? I mean, Jesus only said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men, and that's it. Whatever happens to me now, what's going to happen to me? Or what is going to happen to you now that you're following Jesus? You know what I believe? I believe that Jesus preached, gave okay, this message Exactly for all of us. Not just the disciples way back then, but He is actually speaking to you and to me. Because we have now some concerns, right? You are following Jesus. Here you are. You love God. You're worshiping God. The presence of God is great. But yeah, Lord, I love the presence. What would happen to me? What would happen to my future? What would happen to my needs? You know, it's quite... Amazing, many years back, when I first got saved, <laughs> loved Jesus, fell down on my knees, I cried out in an altar call, I went down, you know, and people prayed for me. I I got radically saved, I was so happy, and I became born again Christian, yeah. Now I'm a follower of Christ, yeah. I'm attending worship services, yeah. And suddenly, everything went spiral down i lost my business i (laughs) had no money i lost my savings i don't know what happened i said lord i'm following you now whatever happened to your huh can't understand it it's quite difficult to understand jesus right but how many of you have actually experienced you are a follower of Christ, and it seems like, it seems like, boy, I said, why is it even becoming harder? Of course, it doesn't happen that way to all of us. But there is a certain amount of struggle we all face in following Jesus, right? There is a certain amount of things that are are being questioned in our minds, Lord, what will happen? I'm a follower of Christ. I love you, Lord. I want to follow you, but what, what's gonna happen to me? What about us, Lord Jesus, your followers? That's why Jesus preached this very important message, not just to them, but it's for us today. And I believe this is what Jesus wants to deal with us. It's about our worry and anxiety. Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 34. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, Consider the lilies of the field, now they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O oh, you little faith? Therefore, everybody say, therefore. therefore. Do not be anxious, saying, sufficient for the day is its own trouble let's pray father thank you for this word lord it is our desire at this time holy spirit that you will illuminate or rather reveal lord god what is in your heart in this scripture lord i pray that you anoint the preaching of your word may it bless every person who's here lord may we truly understand lord god your plan for us as your disciples, not to worry, not to have anxiety, but Lord, may we have the peace of God that transcends all our understanding to guard our hearts. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. We were at Akasha Hotel, one of our, you know, Akasha Hotel, right? Why don't you, you know, at least try and visit one of these days in the Akasha Hotel? But we were there, and Pastor Y was just preaching. And we're talking about this, you know, uh, anxiety thing, you know, worrying all of that. And it's really a funny thing how pastors are. You just don't realize how anxious we are, <laughs> how worried we are every single Sunday <laughs> to preach the word. And that's the whole truth. I mean, we still get the shivers. We still get, you know, Lord, what's going to happen? And he was talking about this, you know, we are worried and it's really funny and it's really true. It happens to us. But our whole setting, when after Jesus spoke to his disciples, remember this last week, we've talked about, you know, how Jesus said, do not lay up for yourselves treasures here on earth, but what? Treasures in heaven. Why? Because treasures here on earth are temporary. And we all know that treasures in heaven, there are eternal things. And that's what we need to focus on, right? We all know this. And he also says that we cannot serve two masters at the same time. It's either you will hate the other and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and you will be despising the other one. That's basically it. And he says that what is in your heart, basically where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Also, he exposes our heart. As a consequence of you cannot serve both God and money, Serve only one master, who is God. Hopefully it's God. (laughs) Serve Jesus only. Meaning, if you have given up everything to follow Jesus Christ and serve Him only, He is saying, therefore, do not be anxious. Do not be anxious, in fact, about your life. Jesus already knew what was in the head what was in the mind of the, the disciples, and what was in the heart. Think about it today, it's the same thing. Just a few minutes ago, I was asking, has anybody here, ever, have never, ever, ever been worried before in their lives? Nobody raised up their hands. That's exactly why. Jesus already knew. If you look at the word anxious, the Latin word is a- A-N-X-I-U-S, anxious or angieri. It means to choke or strangle, or torment. When you are in stress, or you are so worried, it seems like you cannot breathe, right? You're choking. And it's quite difficult for you to go, right? I mean, how many of you really enjoy worrying, (laughs) Diva? Oh, pastor, I I love to worry. That's my thing. (laughs) We don't enjoy that, right? Because it chokes us. It, it actually torments us. Anxious simply means feeling worried. Anxiety or worry is the same thing. Now, if you look at the word, of, the word uh, worry, it has different, different meanings. It says you're disturbed, you're distressed, you're upset, okay? you're concerned, you're disquieted, you are discomposed, or you fret a lot. You're unsettled, you're perturbed. In fact, you're frightened. There's fear. You're alarmed. You're scared. You're flustered. You have this stress, this strain. How many of you know? How many of you have um, actually experienced this, right? I mean, just taking an exam, you know, is just difficult. You know, it's just like you want to go to the, to the cr. You know, every now and then. How many of you get that? You get, you know, sick when when you get stressed out. And anxiety is really worry. And that's why it's quite difficult for all of his disciples to move on without understanding what Jesus is trying to mean. Here are some worries we all share. Okay? I've actually um, went to Google. This is from Psychology Today. And this is on their latest publishing. The worries we all share. Number one is this. Money and the future. And way back then, you know, it was just fish. Okay? Probably fish. But today, isn't it not the biggest worry of all? Money. Sometimes we, we think that, nah, I'm a Christian. It should, I shouldn't worry about money. Yeah. But truth be told, money is important. Right? It's quite difficult to just come here in Festival Mall and have free parking. You don't get free parking anymore. Money and the future. What else? How about this? Job security. How many of you, you just don't like the contractual basis anymore, right? Endo, I call that endo, right? Here in the Philippines, you call it endo, end of contract. And it's difficult. Why? Because you have a family to take care of, right? That's important. You have your family, you need to have a job, you need to have income, you need to have money. Sometimes our worry could be just our relationships, right? Right? I mean, you're not just talking about your family relationship. I mean, you get, you get worried, you get stressed out, especially if your boss is always angry at you, right? I mean, it's not your family, but you know, he's your boss. You're always, <gasps> you know, especially if you've got a, you know, a boss who really is a boss. Relationships. What else? Your health. And it's, it's a fact that when somebody in the family gets sick, it does bring so much stress and worry and anxiety, and I know I've, I've heard many, many, many stories, our stories all together. Combine them all together, just like a load of stress and worry. It's just there, and it's true. It happens to all of us. And this is interesting. The last one, it says, we worry about how to cope. <laughs> and stop worrying. I mean, even that, you know, that's why it's really funny when, when Pastor Yel mentioned this. I <laughs> was just laughing because it's so true. How to cope up with worrying. How not to worry? How to stop worrying? <laughs> I wish, you know, it's, it's, it's everybody's struggle. It's but natural. Everyone does. Everyone has it. That's why Jesus says, therefore I tell you. In other words, if you are my follower, if you are a disciple of Christ, if you are serving one master and that is God, he says, do not be anxious about your life. In fact, He's saying, if you are always worried, don't be in the habit of being worried. And truth be told, I am i am a worry wart. You know what's a worry wart? Yeah, that you're always worried. That's that's kind of me. I'll, I'll, tell, I'll, tell, I'll explain that later on. But Jesus said, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Right? And you talk about, what you will eat, what you will drink. We all know these are basic necessities to maintain your life, right? We all know we need them. We also know that clothing, I mean, think about it, you know. It's kind of hard. Some of us even had a, uh, had a hard time today just picking what clothes to wear. You know, I'm so stressed, I don't know what to wear. Sometimes, you know, you ladies just open the wardrobe and say, You know what I'm saying? We stress out on that. But Jesus said, don't worry. It's amazing how Jesus says it. Do not be anxious about your life. Why? Because life is more than food. Life is more than drinking. Life is more than the clothing. Brian shortly said that our life For existence is much more important than the things that sustain life, such as food and clothing. Are you getting it? What is more important to you, your life and your physical body, or the needs to sustain your life and your physical body? What's more important to you? It's kind of like this. Okay, God forbids this, but it's just for you know, just to give an example. All right. Now imagine with me you are inside the house and the house during the night you were asleep and then smoke rushed through your bedroom and the house was burning and then you woke up your house is burning but god forbid that but it's just for an example okay don't get mad at me so here you are house is burning it's on fire and you said wait a minute i need to go to my refrigerator the most important thing is there I'm going to get my chicken, my ham, my beef. I'm going to go there. I'm going to get my refrigerator. I'm going to take it out from the house. Do you do that? Or you say, wait a minute. My house is on fire. I need to get my Armani suit. My watch. You don't do that, right? Or do you go, wait a minute. Wait a minute, my money, my money. I've got to go back to to the house that's burning. You don't do that, right? What do you do? save yourself right why because your life is important because your life is more important than the basic necessities of life your life Arthur Pink says after all if God provided provided us with our life which is the greatest most noble gift possible will he not also provide those simple rudimentary or basic things needed to sustain that life in other words if god created you he will sustain you i mean it's a crazy thought the creator of heaven and earth the one who created humanity decides to make you hungry right And why in the first place, Lord, did you make me? If you want me to be hungry, if you don't want to clothe me, if you don't want to give me those basic necessities, of course, God provides. In fact, Jesus says, if you're not yet convinced with what I'm saying, he says, look at the birds. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. It's quite amazing, right? Here's the reality. In all God's creation, it is only the human being that sows that also reaps, who also gather in barns. That's who we are. But what Jesus is saying, hey, look at the birds of the air. They don't do what you're doing. But yet, the Heavenly Father feeds them. Remember Jesus at the Sermon on the Mount talked about the Lord's Prayer, right? He taught us how to pray. He says, this is how you should pray. And when you pray, say, Our father interesting jesus mentions again that god is her father he didn't say there look at the birds of the air they neither sow nor reap gather barn to barns and yet your creator god feeds them jesus says no your heavenly father feeds them And then he says, Are you not of more value than they? You see, God values your life. You are so precious in the eyes of God. Maybe. When you go out of this place and you meet a stranger out there, he may not be precious in your sight, but in God's sight, you are valuable. Because we're not looking at the eyes of God. You're looking in your own eyes. That's why God values your life. You know, King David, King David, you all know King David, right? He didn't even have to worry. You know what he said in Psalm 37, verse 25? He says, I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. I've never seen it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ask yes, you good praise. <laughs> it will not happen. Just to be open to you guys, but many, many, many years back, during our most trying times, yes, we have actually came. To the lowest, lowest, lowest point in our lives. Yeah. I mean talk about nothing. Lost our remember we lost everything, right? We lost our we lost our business, lost our savings, lost our income. There is nothing and it was almost December. We had nothing to pay rent. We had no money, but we had a car and no gas. We have two kids. We have an empty cupboard. We have an empty cabinet. There's no groceries. No what? Nothing. Not so whatsoever. And my wife and I, we stared at each other and we said, You know, Mahal, it's either we can do, do this. We can actually go to our moms or our, our family and Help! We're starving! Or, or we can choose to pray to God. Lo and behold, we said, Nah, that's too easy, moms. That our families, easy, right? Easy, easily. We could just, you know, help, I need somebody, help. Yeah. <laughs> not just anybody. I need God. We needed God. So we prayed. This really happened. We were on our knees and we said, Lord, we just want to believe this word that you will not see us forsaken and we will not be begging for food. We knelt down and we were praying, we're going to believe, Mahal. This time, we're going to believe. The God will help us, will provide for us. And we saw, we prayed. You know, and I'm not even exaggerating this. The moment we said, in Jesus' name, Amen, somebody rings the bell, and lo and behold, my mother-in-law comes here. Oh, hi, I went for marketing, I went shopping, so I got you some stuff. Ha, uh, <laughs> ha, Praise God! Hallelujah! <laughs> It's an amazing thing. It's really an amazing thing. That's why Jesus said, which of you, by being anxious or worried, can add a single R to a span of life? I mentioned earlier I was a worry wart, right? I always worry. And the reason why I was like that is I was brought up to be like that. It was like drilled to me every single day of my life. My family were we're families of a family of businessmen, entrepreneurs, you know that. And it's like it's like having, you know, every day, it's like every waking moment is that you've got to work, you've got to work. There's business, you gotta work, you gotta make money, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. Ah, ah. So every single morning I'd wake up around 6 a.m. or 5 a.m., you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be up. Okay, I need to make money. It was stress because every single day I'd hear this, they would tell me, if you do not worry about your future you'll end up nowhere. Nothing will happen to you if you're not worried. So get up there and work. That was drilled to me every single day of my life. So I got so scared. I was worried to a point that even just to watch a single movie for my leisure time, I felt so guilty. It's a reality, you know? It's like a bondage that I was in. This worry thing that was drilled to me was supposed to make me better, but it wasn't. It was not adding to my life. I realized, and then I was I was I was a father, I wasn't enjoying being a father. I wasn't enjoying anymore my kids, my my, my baby, my family during that time. I wasn't enjoying it. Because I was worried. You see, worry does not add to your life. What it does, it subtracts. It is a bondage that God wants to free you of. Jesus knew, worry is like you're in prison. Sometimes we think that being worried will get the best. Sometimes we think that, you know, Stress is good, yeah, but if you worry, it doesn't help a bit, right? That's not the life Jesus wanted for you. Jesus saying, yeah, do not worry, do not be anxious. Let me continue. Verse 18 says, And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Remember this? Yet I tell you, even King Solomon. How many of you know King Solomon? The richest king in the world. And even in history, and forever, ever, and ever. God says that no one can match the glory, the splendor of his kingdom that he gave to King Solomon. Nobody can be as rich. I mean, gather all the rich dudes here in the world, and they cannot compare to the rich glory of Solomon. But yet, God says... Not even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. So what is Jesus trying to say? God, in a sense, takes care of his creation. He takes care of that. He makes sure that all the needs are given. He gives rain. He gives sunshine. He gives oxygen. So when you see the beauty of nature, it goes beyond everything. That's why if God so clothes the grass of the field which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will He not much more clothe you? Oh, you little faith. Issue is our little faith. That little faith. Jesus said, remember this, What's really funny about this, I was thinking, hey, little faith. If Jesus said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move mountains. And yet, Lord, you're saying, you have little faith. Isn't that enough to set me out of my worry? It's a big difference. When Jesus called his disciples men of little faith, the Greek word means weak. In faith. That small seed faith means small faith. That's a big difference. That's a weakening of faith. We all have one way or another experienced a weakening of our faith. When we go through some difficult times in our lives, how many of you know that your faith becomes weak? I have. When, when, our, when our prayers are not answered, you've prayed and you've prayed. You've been believing God for healing. It didn't happen. The person dies. It happened. I had someone I prayed in the ER who had a gunshot wound in his head. This boy, Christmas time, I was there in the ER, was praying for him. And I said, In Jesus' name, we command you to be healed. Didn't happen, had a flat line. Weakens our faith. Truth of the matter is, all of us, his disciples, all of his disciples will, one way or another, experience this weakening of faith. That's why Jesus says, Oh, you little of faith. And what really weakens much is this word trust. When our faith is weakened, the trust level goes down. Because if you are going through tough times, even today, if you're going through tough times today, can you really say, I'm going to trust God? It's hard. Especially when, when things right in front of you is failing. No matter how much you're, you're praying for, it's not happening. Can we still trust God? But Jesus says, another word, Second time, he says, Therefore, do not be anxious. He reminds his disciples again, Therefore, if you are saying that you are my disciples, therefore, do not worry. Do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? In other words, be careful what you are now confessing. Because what you Confess, affects. What you confess out of your situation, out of your weakened faith and your trust level going down, you confess it. My wife will always snap me out. Ma, Stop saying that. Not in front of the kids. You're the father, you know, Where's your faith level? Come on. It never happened to you that some, sometimes said, nah, it will never happen. God, you promises, this, but it will never happen. You're believing God for something. He says, ah, you confess something totally against it. Because you feel bad about it, right? Did you ever, ever do that? Because God didn't answer your prayer. Your trust level is down. Your faith level is down. You've weakened faith. And then you said you said something that you don't really want to say. But you said it. I mean, said Mal, I want a vacation. Let's go to Europe or somewhere. Because Mal, I don't have the money for that. I just confessed it. Be careful what you confess. Goes out of this weakened faith. Why? For the Gentiles, Jesus says, For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and yet your Heavenly Father knows that you need them all. You know, a big difference between a Christian and a Gentile is this a Gentile will trust in his own ability, in his own understanding, his own intellect. He will trust in what he sees that is secured. He will trust on everything that the world has to offer. That's why he's worried. Because at the end of the day, nothing in this world can ever secure him. Nothing. A Christian, on the other hand, what does he have? He has God why because God knows your need you don't even have to ask he already knows what you need so question is how can I be free from worry Lord I want to follow you I am a disciple I really want I love you Lord but the reality is all of us like just like me right we still suffer worry, anxiety, and stress every single day of our lives. So what do we do? Come to run to God, right? You need to understand one very important thing. That it's just not about the good. There's also the bad that's happening around the world. Satan, Satan's goal is to take our minds out of Christ. You know what? He knows that many, many of you, are not running after treasures here on earth, right? We're already running after the treasures of heaven. We want eternity and all of that. We have that aspect already. He knows that. Satan knows that so much. But if he can somehow get to weaken your faith, so that your trust level in Jesus could just go down, he puts that doubt, that fear every time a christian faces tough times every time we face stress worrying all of that he somehow gets into your life and weakens your trust level and weakens your faith level so that someday you said ah this christianity walk is not for me you walk out that door and say god i don't know if you're real that's the enemy so what does jesus say if you want to be free all you need to do is seek first the kingdom of God and all His righteousness. And all these things will be what? Added to you. All the things that the Gentile world is just, you know, I want this, I want to have this, the worldly things. No. It will just come to you if you only seek the kingdom of God and all His righteousness. The thing is, you cannot, you cannot seek a kingdom without knowing the king of the kingdom you got to know the king and his name is jesus his name is always written all over the scripture all we need to do every single day is run to this kingdom to the king and know all his righteousness his word is truth and let his kingdom come and his will be done here on earth and in our lives and all these things will be added to you worry subtracts but if you seek the kingdom it adds worry subtracts but if you seek first the kingdom of god and all His righteousness it is added all these things is added onto your account amen come on let's give him praise (laughs) in other words god provides all things amen god provides all things after all he is the source if you are looking to your bank accounts as your source it won't happen if you're looking at your business your career or anything this world has to offer to you your securities don't get me wrong guys you gotta save. it's biblical don't get me wrong okay You've got to plan out your life. Doesn't mean because I don't have to worry. All I have to do is sit down, relax, and enjoy. You've got to work. That's all biblical things. What Jesus is saying is that if we run after these things and we are devoted to these things, what happens? Worry, anxiety. If you serve this master who is not God and his name is money or mammon or possessions, what happens? That's where it is. Anxiety appears. In his final bid, Jesus says, Therefore, again, the third, therefore, same message. Do not worry. Do not be anxious about where? Tomorrow, for tomorrow will what? Be anxious for self-sufficient for the day is its own trouble. You know, I had a coach, I had an American coach, coach me. For two years. He was my mentor. And he said to me, Pastor, just do it one day at a time. Fight your battles one day at a time. You know why? We still have battles. We still have to battle this day to worry about the future. We still have to battle this day. good news is this. The battle is not yours. It's the Lord. Say amen. amen. Are you still here? Let's give praise to God. You know, and if you're still worried about the future, this is my favorite verse I want to share to you. And I know it's also your favorite verse. But let it just sink in tonight. If you're worried about the future, here's what God says about your future. I want you to read that with me. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you what? A future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and what? Pray to me and what? I will hear you. If you just would imagine, just for a while, okay? If you can just imagine that God our Father who values your life, this God our Father who knows what you need, this God our Father who provides you with all good things will be in control of your life. Can you just imagine what would happen to your life? What would happen to your family. Can you just imagine you are not stricken by worry or anxiety or fear because you can come boldly to God and ask Him, Lord, you hear me when I pray. Just imagine if you're not anymore worried about tomorrow because your future is in the hands of God. Can you imagine it? Because when God controls your life, there is no reason to worry. Amen. You know, Paul says, if you are anxious, just in case, he says, Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And what happens? The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard... Your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. If you at any point in your life are still worried, you can come to God in prayer and request. Give thanks to God. Now we have do we have access to God. We can come to God. We can ask our Father. Because you and I, we have a relationship with our Father. Amen. Hallelujah. oh Lord Jesus thank you Lord Jesus thank you God that when we have chosen to follow you and given up everything to follow you Lord that you did not leave us with nothing but you gave us the Father himself who values our life who knows our needs who provides all things Thank you, Lord God, that we have you, Father, Abba, Dad, that we could cry out to in times of need, in times of trouble, in situations that are uncertain for us. Thank you, Lord, that we can come as a child asking the Father, Father, help us in times of need. If that is you and you have so much, so much things on your head so much worry in your life that is you just lift it up before Jesus after all you can cast your cares upon him you can cast all the burdens that you're carrying today and that is just lift it up before God say that's me Lord that's me Lord would you lift my burden today would you lift the worry that is just plaguing my heart today Lord would you lift it up in the name of Jesus Lord, we give you thanks, God, because nothing is impossible for you, Lord God. Lord, we come before you as your children, not as slaves, not as servants, but we are here as your children asking you, Lord, please, Lord God, please, Lord God, let your kingdom come, let your will be done in our lives, Lord God. Take away every worry, take away every doubt, take away every unbelief, Lord God. Fill us, Lord God, with your faith. Fill us, God, with your wisdom, your power, your might, Lord God. Lord, help us. Help us, Lord God, not to be swayed by the enemy. Help us, Lord God, to trust you for everything. In Jesus' name. So lift up our hands for God. Lord, thank you that we can really put our trust in you alone. Lord, no matter what reports we're hearing, whether reports, bad reports, the news, bad reports in any area and places, Lord God, of society, Lord God, thank you, Lord God, we can trust you. Lord, we trust in your word. Lord, as we seek you with all our hearts, mind, soul, and strength, Lord God, Lord, indeed, Lord God, all things will be given to us as well. So, Lord, I pray that you bless your people, Lord God, with your grace. Bless your people with your wisdom. Bless your people, Lord God, with your holy presence wherever they go. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you need, Lord God, whatever it is, God, we're believing you for, God. You have already answered it. You have known it, Lord God, from the beginning. All the things that we need even today. You know our needs. So, Lord, we just claim it in the name of Jesus all the blessings that we have in Christ so that we ourselves can be a blessing when we move out of this place. Lord, we give you back all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen.